Hello everyone, welcome back to 100 Years 100 Movies. Today we're going to be talking about the year 1965. Now, <laughs> 1965 was a year wherein the movie that really kind of just uh, war, uh, took over everything and, and was just the biggest thing was The Sound of Music. The Sound of Music is a movie that I don't care for. <laughs> I think it's basically the shittier version of Mary Poppins, and I think Mary Poppins is great. So I'm not going to talk about the sound of music, aside from acknowledging that it was super popular and and some and the music's you know it's good, um, but not not what I want to talk about today. What I'm going to be talking about is for a few dollars more, which is the sequel to A Fistful of Dollars, um, which was in itself just a remake of Kurosawa's Yojimbo. Um, for a few dollars more is directed by Sergio Leone, who is probably the greatest um, spaghetti Western director ever. And I don't put that as to say like he's not a great director. He is, but he basically just did spaghetti Westerns. He did like two movies that weren't necessarily in, in that genre of spaghetti Western. Um, for a few dollars more, I think is better than than Fistful of Dollars because it kind of ups the stakes. So Fistful of Dollars, um, it's basically um, Clint Eastwood's character, Joe, who in the marketing is known as the man with no name, but his name is Joe. Um, he, he usually does have a name, um, but it's something simple like that. He, for all intents and purposes, he's basically a, a bounty hunter who's kind of going through the West and he gets to a town he ends up playing these two sides against each other um for a few dollars more kind of ups the stakes um so in this one he's known as as manco which um i believe is supposed to be a reference to um in the first movie his hand is injured so he, he has kind of like scarring on it and in spanish manco means well you're losing it missing a hand but he's not missing a hand but it's definitely like injured so it's something that um people can see it, it ups the stakes by also introducing lee van cleef um, so now you have these two guys that are in um, in Mexico going after um, a group of bandits. Uh, Lee Van Cleef's character is out for revenge, and Clint Eastwood's character he basically gets caught up, um, you know, in, in the situation. Um, he's doing it for money. Lee Van Cleef is doing it for money, but also because um, the leader of the group he killed his um i think it was his sister it was a family member regardless like he ha he has more of a motive and it's almost like it, it, it's one of those things where like oh you thought you were a badass well this guy's even more of a badass and um they have to work together in order to take the this group down um now with leone um in his movies he he does a lot of interesting stuff uh he always focuses on on people's faces, um, sometimes doing these extreme close-ups, which get even crazier in, in the follow-up to this, the um, the good, the bad, and the ugly, which we'll be talking about um, much later on. But um, he also likes to um, to focus on on, on people with um, with either interesting faces, <laughs> um, interesting body types. And sometimes it's it seems like it's almost out of frame, but it's done on purpose. And he and he has this um, patience with with what he does. Wherein there's a lot of action, there's a lot of um, 
of killing in his movies and and they're they're violent to a certain extent but it's almost like this anticipation of violence and um i I feel like in, in this movie he's much more um kind of sure of what he wants to do and he just from here gets even better um and with leone you you always gotta talk when you talk about leone you guys gotta talk about ennio morricone who who just passed away um a, a few days ago who is this composer whose music is just iconic and in, in my head um i think of of westerns and i think of you know of, of his of his music you know and um tarantino has aped uh, has used a lot of um, a lot of his music um, in his movies, in westerns and his non-westerns, and, and he actually had um, Morricone work on um, on The Hateful Eight, and interestingly enough, the music that he did for The Hateful Eight was very much based off of the music that Morricone did for um, The Thing. They almost sound similar, like the, the main themes of those two movies, uh, which is interesting because they're, they're both in, about people, about men isolated in... Um, and snowed in, you know, and, and kind of turning on each other. Um, so thematically that kind of fits, but, uh, that, that's neither here nor there for a few dollars more for a few dollars more. It's just, it's, it's this fun, um, fun movie and Lee Van Cleef just kind of elevates, um, the movie, I think, because he, he almost, uh, he, on top of being someone that had been in movies from like since high noon, uh, in, in Westerns, like he brings that kind of cred and, um, just makes Eastwood seem even like an even bigger deal, I guess, um, in this film. And I, I, I think this movie, it's hard to describe because a lot of it is just the atmosphere that is, that, that is done in this film. And, um, like I said, this, um, for, for me, I feel like watching Leone specifically, like the three movies that he did with, with Eastwood, it's like each one works, to better the other and and this is um for a long time was my was kind of my favorite um although i think i realized that um the good the bad the ugly is kind of the better film and we'll kind of go into to that when uh, when we get to 1966 but um yeah like uh, if you haven't seen it do yourself a favor track this down you don't need to have seen fistful of dollars to really get it it, it it's basically like just um think of it like in a serial in the sense where like, okay, it's the same character, but you know, you don't need to have known what happens before. You get the idea just from the beginning of, of who this, these characters are. Um, the other movie that I wanted to, to highlight from 1965 is the, um, Russ Meyer classic and, and, um, or camp classic, I should probably say, Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. This movie, this is a, a total exploitation movie. Um, I think Meyer, he's known for um, sex exploitation. Not that his movies had sex in them necessarily, but more like it, it was a lot about titillation. Um, literally, like uh, like faster pussycat kill kill. I mean, it's uh, if you wanted to just condense it to an image, it's probably the poster wherein you see the main character um, holding a man down, ready to break his arm while there's a full-on shot of her cleavage like it's just it's this movie's just insane like um i wouldn't necessarily say it's good um there's definitely some some interesting things and some fun stuff in it i mean the the three main characters are go-go dancers and they end up like they're killers and they're in the desert 
and they end up like fighting a crippled man. It, it's just, it, I, I don't think I can do it justice by explaining what this movie is. It, it's just kind of an interesting movie to spotlight, um, knowing that while, you know, the biggest movie of the year that year was like the most wholesome movie ever, The Sound of Music, um, at the same time, you had like this grimy and dirty movie uh, that was also coming out that same year. Um, I, I, to me, I find that I find that interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you like watching B movies, if you like watching, um, you know, grindhouse movies, um, you'd probably enjoy this one. Thank you, and you have a good day.